there and welcome to the New Digital Age podcast with me, your host, Tyron Stewart, the content strategy lead at Blue Stripe and its publication, New Digital Age. I'm joined today by Cole from Nano, who I'm just going to introduce himself now. Hi, I'm Carl White. I'm the founder and CEO of Nano Interactive. Cool. First of all, Carl, can you give us a bit of background on yourself and Nano, just to let the audience know? Yeah, well, I'm definitely what could be described as an industry veteran, 20 plus years within the digital space. And then prior to that, um, over 10 years as a magazine publisher. Um, and so um, my experience has been very wide ranging, ranging from kind of uh, shopping comparison business to uh, ad serving through to search engine marketing, um, number of acquisitions, started a number of companies. Uh, and my latest business is Nano Interactive, which I started with Christian Gar, my business partner in Germany. Um, and that business has been doing very well. Um, and we're focused on ID free targeting. Cool. So the topic of <clears throat> ID free targeting, then, what does it actually mean? Well, there's a big issue uh, with regards to kind of addressability um, of on online audiences uh, that's already started in the sense that obviously there's a kind of there's the age old problem that everyone's familiar with in terms of third party cookie going away. Um, but there's also uh, the issue of kind of the fragmentation of the addressability of those audiences. So there are a number of ID solutions, clean room solutions and various different opportunities for people to kind of address audiences. But in reality, half of the audience is going dark. They're not going to be able to be reached. They're not going to be able to be targeted and they're not going to be able to be measured. Um, and our solution enables the reaching of those people, um, the targeting of those people and also the measuring of those audiences. Um, and so that, that's what we do. We're, we're not using identity of any form, uh, not using so email addresses, um, any other forms of proxy, fingerprinting, any other ways of targeting an audience, we we don't do that. Um, and so we think that that is a kind of future-proofed solution for the business and, and will be the way in which everyone will be working in five years' time. Cool. So you mentioned some of the benefits there for advertisers uh, in, in the future. What about for like publishers as well? Well, from a publisher's perspective, I mean, the, I think there's always been a little bit of a tension with the kind of third-party cookie in the sense that uh, in kind of real-time bidding environments, publishers felt that their data was being utilized and shared with others, and it was an unfair, uh, you know, an unfair exchange. And so I think what we're able to do is kind of offer publishers uh, a, a kind of insight into their audiences. Um, what we're doing is effectively a combination of using live intent plus contextual intelligence, deep contextual intelligence. So we'll look at, we're not just looking at the kind of traditional contextual information. We're looking at the kind of sentiment of the page, what products and uh, brands are on the page, the people, uh, the locations, and, and kind of much deeper, more semantic understanding of what's on the page. And the effect of that from a publisher's perspective is that we're able to offer them new ways of, of segmenting their audience. So with the insights that we bring and the knowledge and understanding that we bring of their page and of their content, uh, we're able to offer them new ways of segmenting their audience. And at a time where their revenues are, are, are disappearing um, uh, because of the kind of demise of the third party cookie, or at least diminishing, perhaps disappearing is a bit excessive, but um, then, then, then we offer them a 
solution to that problem um, in a way which gives them a deeper insight into into some of the ways in which they can segment their audience. Cool. So you've mentioned that. So you've mentioned the third party cookie already, uh, deprecation of it. But why should uh, advertisers and publishers uh, be embracing ID free targeting now rather than waiting a year or year and a half whenever the Google deprecation does actually happen? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. About 12% of marketers apparently feel that they are ready for uh, the demise of the cookie, and that's that's a uh, scarily small number. Um, but a large number are kind of trialing the different options and opportunities now. Um, the, I mean, the, the reason it's going to be important is because I don't think that there'll be any let-up in terms of you know the way in which privacy is moving. If you look at if you take something like um, Apple tracking, you know, I mean, I've seen some some numbers from from Flurry, some research that they've done to suggest that only nineteen percent of users, so you know, one in one in five users are actually signing up to tracking, uh, to opting into tracking, and so I think there's a there's a, a privacy movement as far as users are concerned away from being tracked. <clears throat> and obviously, there's a legislation move as well. I mean, GDPR was the start of it, but there's a whole host of further measures that are coming down the, down the line. And that means that or everything is moving away from, you know, the, the kind of ID solutions. Um, and, and of those solutions that exist, there is huge kind of fragmentation and confusion. And there will be a couple of winners. And, you know, there are some names that we're all familiar with who are who are making some some way and headway in that, but the reality is is that that's just a bridge towards what will eventually be, in our opinion, an ID free world, um, uh, or at least to a larger extent, an ID free world, because um, users don't want to be tracked, um, and advertisers don't necessarily need to track them anymore. Of course, so you touched on the, the consumer there, and the fact <laughs> that users already the, the research shows don't aren't willing to be tracked and haven't been willing to track for many years due to trust issues. How can ID-free targeting be used by advertisers and publishers to rebuild that trust with the consumer? I mean, well, well, first and foremost, you know, we have to be able to deliver performance for advertisers. And if we're able to do that, then, I mean, the whole idea of ID-free advertising um, will grow. And we have done that. I mean, we've managed to, to prove to a number of advertisers that we can, that we can uh, deliver campaigns for them in an ID-free way. I mean, how, sorry, your question was, how can it grow? How can they, they use it to rebuild trust with the consumer? Yeah, I mean, I think I think trust is, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to require continued kind of legislation and, and continued enforcement of that legislation. And I think trust um, comes from a kind of three-way relationship between the publisher and the advertiser and the user. Uh, from a user's perspective, they don't want to be spooked. You know, they don't want to have you know, something that is kind of highly targeted and obviously a one-on-one -on -one personalized targeting uh, event. Um, and what they want to be able to do is to kind of understand that there's a trade-off and everyone talks about the value exchange that exists. I think 
you know younger generations do understand that there's a that there's a value exchange um but they want that to happen in a way which is not breaching their data privacy and um you know id free targeting is one way in which that is going to be possible and i think advertisers have we you know we've experienced advertisers being very excited by the prospect of being able to to target in a way that doesn't identify individual users and i think that it is you know it's the way the industry will go over time Cool. So without, we spoke about a bit about there, the consumers, the value exchange, what it means to advertisers and publishers, etc. When it comes to, I guess, data not being that personally identifiable, identifiable data being used, what does it mean for like measurement and attribution? You know, some will say, well, we can't attribute or measure accurately now without that, <clears throat> that data. What do yeah. you say to that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, obviously there are some challenges that come with, you know, not having the kind of, Universal, universally cookied environments that we used to have. Um, but I mean, what we've found is that um, it is possible to to measure success in new ways. And I think that what advertisers are starting to understand is that there are new ways of, of targeting um, that can be just as fruitful. So, I mean, a couple of things, really. First of all, we've we've done tests across a number of campaigns where we've tested cookie environments versus non-cookie environments and the campaign performance has been significantly better in non-cookie environments um so you know you you can have a situation where there's double the ad recall in a non-cookie environment than a cookie environment so that that's that's an important kind of piece piece of information that kind of validates id free targeting but I think more importantly, there's going to be a movement towards new metrics. Um, so, for example, attention-based metrics are where we think the kind of advertising world will go and, and is already going in many in many respects. We're able to kind of optimize campaigns based on attention. We've got a new metric that's called time in view, which enables us to look at viewability and um, you know amount of time that a particular viewable impression is in place and what we've been able to do is optimize campaigns towards that and prove that it works so we ran a campaign for example with um with superbet where we were able to demonstrate a, a 33% increase in in uh, in recall in brand basically in the in the kind of recall of the brand um uh from that particular campaign based on optimization only bond attention. So I think what will happen is there'll be a move towards kind of new metrics. Um, and those and those metrics will be probably just as accountable as prior metrics, but will require a shift of of understanding from advertisers um, and publishers. I'm gonna go. The attention economy obviously is is the future. They say it's the future. They're gonna be new metrics coming out mm. uh, stuff. What do you think I guess is the key to uh, producing those new metrics that like getting to an industry standard like we have for like viewability well i think it will be difficult i mean i was at a um you know an iab event three or four months ago where there was huge debate on how to kind of get standardization um i think that actually that is something that we might have to live with in terms of the, the kind of different approaches that are being taken. I know what we're trying to do is have something that's solid and sustainable and clear and obvious. Um, and, you know, we're happy to kind of work with anyone else who, who wants to kind of standardize those metrics. But the reality is, is that 
I think we'll come to a broad consensus, but there'll be more fragmentation and more of a jigsaw puzzle in terms of how different people define what attention is. Um, and that, and you know, and that I think that goes for a number of other measurement metrics as well. Uh, I think standardization will be difficult, um, but um, kind of the, in the center, I think there'll be a bunch of people who kind of understand what we're trying to achieve and will be willing to kind of share their their information. Also, cool. I'm going back to the actual. <laughs> Did I avoid the question? I'm sorry, sorry, Tyler. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> great, great question. But I thought the answer was even better. <laughs> That's fine. No, no one wants to say uh, um, a lot about the intention economy in that sense of. I think you said them more than most people do <laughs> about how we're going to get there uh, towards an industry standard. Um, but like I said, it is difficult because it's not. It's, it's, it's not a tangible thing. I guess you know. It's like, do you measure it by? interactions you know clicks again because technically that's that you're showing attention if you're clicking or something well and i mean it's a misclick, the, of course the reason i think you know one of the reasons that we're now able to target in an id free way because of the advances in machine learning and <clears throat> although we don't spend too much time talking about that it does mean that um you know you can you can uh, input a larger number of of kind of data points and so with attention so taking attention as an example you know the kind of things that are important for attention are the kind of the the moment that someone is in you know what 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 device are they looking at this particular campaign on and and where are they at the time and at what what point in the day at what point in their working week um you know and and what's their state of mind so i mean what we're able to do with the 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 contextual solution that the elements of the solution that we have is is look at sentiment and mood and you know areas that are maybe a little bit more sophisticated than past contextual intelligence was able to do and all of those factors build into attention so you end up building a model that has multiple factors that you know, you just have, have to be able to explain and justify. And then the most important thing for advertisers is, is they say, okay, the inputs are, you know, where where is this person? What are they doing? What is the moment? What is the mood? Uh, and now show me the results. And if you're able to demonstrate the results, then people are prepared to take your attention metric seriously. And that's what we've been able to do. And, and, and that's how it will work. I don't think there'll be one definition of attention because you'll get, it'd be very difficult to get everyone on the same page. Um, but if it works and if it's logical and it's believable, then I think most people will go for it. Along a similar line of that um, attention piece, um, another thing is how when the deprecation of third-party cookies do happen or does happen, um, there's going to be like a patchwork. You mentioned the word patchwork uh, when it came to the attention economy. It's going to be similar, obviously, when it comes to the solutions that people adopt uh, for third-party cookies. How can ID-free targeting be used in conjunction alongside other solutions as well? Well, I mean, ID-free targeting works in cookie environments as well as working in, in, in non-cookie environments because, you know, by, by definition, we don't have to worry about the presence or absence of a cookie. So we can work alongside, you know, depending on the targeting before, uh, criteria of the particular advertiser, we can work alongside whatever activities you know they're 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 currently embarking on. So um, 
the interoperability of the of the solution is there um and and you don't you know you don't you don't need to kind of have you know it's not like you need a certain hook or a certain piece of data in order to be able to combine id3 with with other aspects we take whatever you know whatever information an advertiser is able to to give us in terms of their performance indicators and, and and we're able to to work with that so in that sense we can work alongside any other kind of media strategy so overall yes what does the future hold in your opinion for digital advertising in the, the wake of the third party cookie and then how big of a role will id3 targeting play in that um well i think there'll be significant growth of attention-based models um, I think there'll be continued, um, you know, pressure on privacy-related issues, um, and I think that that means that you know there'll be a a, a continued growth of ID-free solutions, and I think it was um, Brian O'Kelly from AppNexus who actually said that the future is about ID-free targeting and that everything will be that way in the future and 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 i tend to agree with that um <clears throat> however you know we may take a, a decade to get there the history of um you know the history of the kind of online media industry is such that we sometimes take a slightly deviated route to solve the problem before we get there but but that is how i see it and i do think id3 will have a really important part to play for advertisers and publishers over the next decade is it a case of having to, like, similar to what you said about the attention metric, if your attention metric works, then people are obviously gonna gonna work with you. Is it a case of proving to everyone this is this does work? You don't need all this third party data uh, around, or if you if you're if you lack uh, first party data as well, then you can do this and it does work. Is it a case of convincing the industry as a whole? Is, and is it a case of? You know, it's going to take time to convince everyone that that is the case. One of the reasons that the the industry has moved towards this kind of fragmented ID solution um, landscape is that there are a lot of vested interests towards kind of keeping some kind of status quo or something near the status quo. But what we found with advertisers is that, you know, if we, if you know, we, and we've worked with many, many advertisers, as I say, we've proved that that the that the approach is effective and that if you understand i mean deeply understand the contextual environment and are able to kind of get the kind of uh, the, the live signals that don't breach privacy in any way shape or form then you can make it perform and our experience is that advertisers are dramatically flocking towards that if you'll excuse the pun uh, because it's because it's working and that's the most important thing if you make it work it will grow and it's and it's working so i do believe that id free advertising will grow i mean i'm not sure we're allowed to mention flock anymore but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that slip of the tongue <laughs> so i guess to the, just to conclude and wrap everything up if you had i guess like one message to to give to the audience about identity free targeting and the future of advertising what message would that be i would say to advertisers now is a perfect opportunity to to, to test solutions different solutions um, it's the perfect opportunity to test different measurement metrics um, and without doubt id free targeting will be a part of your armory in the future so you should make it part of your armory now 
Brilliant. Thanks, Carl. Thank you for joining me. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye.